0: Good morning. I'm Pastor Tammy, and I'm a new pastor here at First Church. I will be working with families with children. I believe this is my third week here, and I'm just starting to get to know you. I've met some of you, and I have been blessed to spend a few minutes talking with you. My family and I moved back to Alberta. I'm an Alberta girl. We moved back to Alberta after pastoring in Ottawa for a year and a half. Most of my family is here with me today, including my sister. And uh, as you get to know us, you will find that we are a family who loves to spend time together. As you get to know me, you will find that I am a juxtaposition of big smiles, of nerdiness and seriousness, of passion and silliness, creativity, a little bit of klutziness and a lot of joy. I'm an imperfect woman who God lo- who loves God with all of her heart. And today I want to share a small portion of my heart, of my journey with you. Because I hope and I pray that it will encourage you on your journey. Let's pray as I just settle my heart just a little bit. Our Heavenly Father, Holy Spirit, dear sweet Jesus, I just pray that you would be here with us today. That you would be here with me. Holy Spirit, may I get out of the way. May you clearly be seen. May Jesus just fill everyone's heart here today. Be with me as I share your word. In Jesus' name, amen. I remember it as almost a gut-punch feeling. It was camp meeting, or what many of you know as family camp, and I was a young mom, and I was camping in a small tent, with three of my children. They were ages six, three, and three months. They were very small. And I remember feeling an incredible desire for God that year. As I walked across the green in the center of the camp, my, my baby daughter slept in the stroller in front of me, and two rambunctious boys hopped along on either side, and I was crying. I was crying because my heart oh it desired so much to be spending time with God. But it was also tears of frustration, longing and disappointment. The amazing music of camp meeting was all around me. I could feel hear it coming out of every building, out of every tent that I passed. Oh, I could hear the speakers talking about God in the distance and thought that everyone except me was having this amazing, incredible camp meeting experience. i come to camp meeting as an empty, burnt-out Christian mom. <laughs> and I was desiring to be filled with his presence, with his music, with his word. And though I adored and loved my children with all of my heart, I felt that I needed God to be this big fix in my life at that moment, and just magically take me away from these feelings of emptiness, frustration, longing, and disappointment. It was like it was gnawing right in the center of me. One of our members in this series that we are doing, um, called Words to Live By, Maya Dube, shares Psalms 37.4 with us. We'll listen to what she has to say a little bit later, but the four, verse that she chose to share with us as one that just inspired her was Psalms 37:4 which says delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. This psalm is part instructional poem. It follows a question of David's about the prosperity of the wicked and leads to four directives of the faithful to trust, to dwell, to delight, And to commit our ways to God. And today we're going to delve into the delight. When we think about delighting in God. We as Christians, and dare I say humans, often have deep and unsatisfied yearnings. These verses in Psalms 37 seem to offer us comfort and solace in receiving things from God. James 1.17 tells us every generous act and every perfect gift is from above coming down from the Father of lights. However, his primary intent for us is not to be our fairy godmother, to dole out a limitless supply of gifts, or fulfill self-centered and worldly dreams. I remember when I first heard this verse, it was, you know, in a class as a child, and there was this little boy who who caught on to this, and he was like, really, really? So Jesus is going to give me a car? He's going to give me a Lamborghini? Really? I'm so excited. Um, um, Can he give me superpowers? And this was where his focus was. His childlike focus was on the object of his desire. I ask you as adults, where is your focus? Is your focus on getting a good night's sleep? Having children who are obedient, our career, our home? Or is our focus on our frustrations, our loneliness, our desires, our longing and our disappointments? Or maybe even our focus is on something good, on ensuring that we pray every morning, getting up early to do our devotions, or serving others in the name of Jesus Christ. Prayer, meditation scripture and service certainly not bad things and yet God can still feel distant and absent to us we look to God to be all of ours big fix to take us out of our suffering our inconveniences and our struggles in fact how many times have we cried out to God to just fix the situation to fill our longings to show up we want that ecstatic Christian experience where we're so filled with the spiritual presence of Christ that there's no longer aware of our sufferings or even the sufferings of the world around us I believe God has so much more for you so much more for you have you ever been to an incredible banquet Have you ever been to a banquet, say at a restaurant or a wedding, and the food is just scrumptious and sumptuous? We went to a wedding quite a few years ago, and it was a wedding of a chef. Have you ever been to a wedding of a chef? Very special. (laughs) The food was absolutely incredible. It was a feast for your eyes. There was ice sculptures, there were many different entrees, there were six different kinds of punch. It was absolutely incredible. Oh, and the piece de resistance, the desserts. Oh, the wedding cake, the desserts. And we all oohed and awed over each amazing dish, taking bites of food with pleasure, rolling them around in our mouths, tasting the intricacies, the flavors, the texture of each bite. Or, have you ever met a newborn baby? Oh, I love babies. That's probably why I have five of them. But I love babies. They are so new and fresh to us from God. They are so precious and beautiful. It feels an incredible honor just to be able to hold one. We smell their exquisite hair. We touch the velvety skin on their little hands. They mew, and we all sigh in absolute awe. This meal, this baby, what if we delighted in God in a similar way? What does the word mean to delight ourselves in him? The Greek definition of delight is actions of taking a great pleasure, to please him or to be within his pleasure. In Hebrew, the delight is to be soft to be soft, and to be pliable. This is a specific way to live yielded to God. In Jewish homes today, the words delight yourself is an imperative statement, a command that they take seriously, and coming together and celebrating Shabbat each week and other special occasions like Bar Mitzvah, Isaiah 58, 13 to 14, And so in Jewish thought, we fulfill this command to delight in God by celebrating the presence of him in our life. Just as we would celebrate a delicious meal surrounded by those that we love. Most of us, let's switch to a story from the Bible now. Most of us know the story of Joseph. Joseph was this boy that came from a family who had a bunch of brothers who didn't really care for him. And he rose to this high level of prominence. As we look at the story of his life, we do not see an entirely easy, joyful life, do we? We see he had much. He had nothing. He had nothing. He had nothing. He had more than much. He had much. His life was always fascinated me. How he delighted in the Lord in the midst of nothing much. His circumstances did not dictate his desire for God. (sighs) In spite of his circumstances, he chose to maintain his relationship. When rejected by family, when thrown in a pit, when sold as a slave, when accused of adultery, when thrown in jail and forgotten about, still Joseph delighted in God. And now, how do we know this? It doesn't say directly the words that Joseph spent time in the word or prayed or went to synagogue. Um, But as we read through the account in Genesis 39 to 42, we see phrases like this. He allowed God. God was with him. God made everything he did successful. Sin was abhorrent to him. Joseph was extended kindness and favor. It is God who will give Pharaoh a favorable response was the way he spoke. I fear God. Do this and live. But this verse especially in Genesis 45, 7 and 8, it says, It was not you who sent me here, speaking to his brothers, but God. Joseph saw clearly that God had sent him to Egypt. That God had blessed him exceedingly and now granted what we would believe would be his heart's desire of being reunited with his family. But Joseph praised God for every little bit of it because he understood that the deepest desire of his heart was actually found in that relationship with God himself. One of our members, Maya Dube, shares Psalms 37.4 as a verse that has special meaning to her. Ask you just to look at the screen and we're going to listen to what she had to say
1: Uh, my name is maya juba and the passage scripture i chose was that really speaks to me i feel is psalm 37 verse 4. delight thyself also in the lord and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart for me this speaks so much because we as humans as as um even your fellow christian We always we have that desire within us as a human to always want, want. I need this. I want that, and we forget that if we devote that nine o'clock morning devotional or that bedtime at nine p.m., it becomes sort of routine, and then it's it almost becomes something you dread, and you don't want to dread your time with the Lord. You want even Sunday morning. Some people say, "Oh, tomorrow Sunday, okay, go to church," and then and then that's it. But you have to view it as you are you're thirsting for the word and you're being fed that word and it's it's you're 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 really um it becomes something you progress from so i believe that if we delight ourselves in god truly from our heart and we we read the word and we absorb it and we live by it and it's not just a book that sits on the shelf and collects dust because that's what kind of was my thought before like I'm not going to understand it, I don't want to pick it up and read it, but as I did, it really spoke um, so much to me and so many other scriptures do as well, but this one, uh, when you delight yourself, God places the desires, his desires in your heart and eventually they become something that you want for for your family, for yourself, for your friend, whoever it is even you're praying for, it becomes something that you want for them when it's God's it's God's desire for you, and you will see that even though it's not that route that you would have taken, uh, eventually, like it's not what you would have chosen for yourself, God placed it within you and softened your heart towards it. Whereas before, we harden our hearts to the things of God, we don't, we don't see it, what He wants for us. We say, "No, no, that's not that's not what I'm asking or what I'm praying for. Why'd you give me this?" But if we let God work within us, it'll be in the end something we really, really and we see that this was the best and God's best is always, is always the best way to go.
0: Thank you, Maya. As Maya points out, and as the life story of Joseph shows us, choosing to delight ourselves in the Lord does not always seem easy. In fact, it often goes against our most fleshly desires. The expressions of our faith can so easily become monotonous, hard, and it's sometimes even undesirable. When we pick up the word of God, we have seasons where we hunger for his word. We open it up and we pour after passage after passage, and we feel full and we feel fed, and there are other seasons where that Bible, it just just sits on the shelf. And we have to discipline ourselves to pick it up. And even to read one passage, and oh, the guilt if we don't. We worry that we might not be good Christians, or maybe we're fakes or flakes. And yet, God calls on us simply to read his word and to delight in it. Our prayer life, especially those unanswered prayers, sometimes they sit on us like this heavy weight. And we cry out to God to change our situation, to change others, to change us, to heal us, to heal others, and the disconnect and the disappointment we feel in our world of immediate gratification gnaws away at our faith and our belief that prayer works. And yet, God does answer prayer. And he calls us to delight in him in our prayer gathering together, even before COVID, as Maya said, uh, tomorrow's Sunday morning, I have to go to church, and we go, and that's it. I desire for Sunday and every day to be so much more for you. I desire it for our kids, for us, for our families, because God instructs us to delight in him every day. David is old when he writes this psalm, and he speaks from years of wisdom, years of unanswered prayer and answered prayer, admonishment and encouragement, wisdom gained from making many mistakes and from time with God and always coming back. It is something that defines David. He always comes back to God. It is said that he is a man that chases after the heart of God. And that's his secret. He chases after that delight in God. He wants that with him. Even though David's life is splattered with ups and downs, sins and triumph, he always comes back to God. And I believe that that is his secret, his delight. How do we every day delight in God? I could give you the three-step list. Read your Bible, pray, go to church. And most of you could say at some point in your life, check, check, check. Yes, you will grow in your faith if you read your Bible. You will get closer relationship with God when you pray. And when you fellowship with other believers, you feel as if you're part of an amazing church body. But you could do all three of these things and never delight in him. This is where the more that God wants for you comes in. We have thought of delight as how we encounter a delicious banquet here today. Or how we meet a newborn child. We have peeked into Joseph and David's lives. Delight is defined as being within his pleasure, as being soft and pliable, to live yielded to God. Matthew 6.33 says... Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Or Romans 8.28 says, We know all things work together for good for those who love the Lord and are called according to his purposes. All throughout the Bible, there is this push and pull of God wooing us and us pushing back. Of him waiting and us rebelling. Him patient, faithful, us impatient and willful. This delighting in him is hard. And it's hard simply because it is surrender. It's surrendering to a God who loves us so much. God does not require your perfection He desires your surrender. And like a tornado, this kind of hits us. Our inner conflict tearing at our fleshly desire to preserve a casual Christianity of comfort, convenience. But we can't go on like this. This apathy, this indifference, it's destroying us. Christ Jesus desires your humbleness, your surrender, your delight. He is raising up end-time warriors who will conquer new ground, overcome every hardship and resistance to God's name. These are the humble ones, the surrendered ones, ones of humility, the obedient ones, who are radically abandoned to him in delight. The story I told you at the beginning here about me with my three little ones at camp meeting where I felt that strong desire for God as a young mom. Overwhelmed and disappointed, longing to feel spiritually connected, but feeling spiritually alone. That afternoon, my mom took my boys to their classes, and I curled up with my tiny baby girl in my tent, and I wept. At first, these were tears of self pity and longing. But as I laid there more, and as I allowed Jesus Christ to start to touch my heart, I realized that I was longing for more of God. God took that longing for him and began to do a work in my heart. It's not an easy journey to humble oneself before God, I know. And yet again and again we will find that our way towards delighting in him is desiring him so much that we are willing to give up our casual Christianity and to become who God has called us to be. And that is simply delighted in him.